JD Token Sports. It is Wednesday, May 9th, 2018. I was just thinking it was today, Tuesday. We had today's Wednesday. I'll tell you, I lose track of days. I really do. I really do. I just, they go in and out of my head or, you know, I was up early this morning and now I'm kind of pissed that I didn't work out this afternoon. You know, I didn't get enough sleep, but then I was like, you know what? It's, let's not have a shitty workout. Let's wait, save it for tomorrow when I'll be even more tired because I got to work. Not not complaining, just I have to figure out that I have to go to bed at a certain time and, you know, get in more sleep than I'm getting. And it's freaking hot outside. It looks like the clouds are coming in. I got two class, lacrosse classes tonight. I'm hoping that the thunderstorms do come. Yeah, but I really want the money. So it's kind of like, but then Red Sparrow I have on my TV. You know, I, I, have to, I can watch Red Sparrow tonight. I like, to, I like to watch Red Sparrow. I also have... The Handmaid's Tale, Episode 4, Season 2, we've watched the first three. And I really, I kind of want to watch that too. But it looks like the weather's going to hold up. We're not going to worry about it. Now, I talked to Rock today, and Rock told me I should be bland like white bread. No, I said I, said I should be bland like white bread. Like, And then I couldn't remember the name of the white bread. And then it was Wonder. And he, he says, stay controversial. What he, and he calls me, he always calls me, he says, says the most endearing things to me. And I want to get it right because I always mess up what he calls me. He calls me the Jewish crown prince. Now, he brought up some interesting points. He talked about, he asked me about a question he wanted to ask me. He said, the, you know, a topic he might want to weigh in. He goes, the NFL running game. You know, many say it's a passing league. Backs aren't prime real estate like back in the day. He asked if it's true or not. He's taking Barkley smart. If future Giants quarterbacks, you know, going to be out like, you know, Fouts and Marino, I, I don't know if I'm going to ever compare Eli to Fouts and Marino, but, you know, he'll let out, air it out. He wanted to get J.D.'s take on it. So I said to him, I said, I think, you know, you need a running back that takes the pressure off. But also, you know, what was I reading about? Some of the running backs, there was a kid out of, out of UW, Washington, who I liked coming out of college. And Tennessee picked him up in the... Where the hell is he? Bishop Sankey, who I thought was going to be really good. Well, the problem is they they said uh, he became nothing of a pass blocker, which the coaches stopped caring about as his running, his his great running running style. This is from Andy Benoit, and that's the thing. A lot of guys, you know, the Giants a couple of years ago got that kid out of Boston College who ran for over two thousand yards, Williams. Was it Williams? Yeah, let me think. Yeah, uh, and he went to San Diego. I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. Giants, Giants, two thousand fourteen draft. Giants, Andre. I think it's Andre Williams. Is that his name? Andre Williams. Yeah, Andre Williams. He was drafted in the fourth round in two thousand fourteen. He is, I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. Oh, yeah, he played with the Chargers last year. 1,090 yards. This is a guy who ran for over 2,000 yards his, his last year playing at 2013. I think it was a junior, yeah. yeah two, he graduated early with the degree and applied, but he ends up rushing his senior season. What did he, what did he end up rushing? 
Yeah, Kadeem Carey, who didn't do anything with the Bears. Yeah, Williams ran for 75 yards, finished with 2,177 yards, the fifth most all-time in the NCAA. And as a professional, yeah, he hasn't done... Yeah, so in week, last week he suffered a broken wrist. So he was placed on injured reserve. Yeah. And he's built like a... He's a fucking monster. Guy is a fucking monster. I know I got a little sidetrack right there, but as a pro, he has a thousand... Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to look at his NFL stats. Okay, so he's rushed for 1,090 yards, all told. So... He ran for 217 yards, I'm, I'm sorry, 721 his rookie year with the Giants, seven touchdowns, and since those, those since that year, the three years combined, he's rushed for about 400 yards total. Last year, nine rushes for 25 yards. One touchdown in the last three years. Last year, nine rushes for 25 yards. This is a guy who ran for over, come on, how do you go down, so... So this is the thing. So we were talking, and he goes, I don't want to know the Ron Dane. Now, I was like, well, that got me going. Because I wanted to look up some stuff, and I got to Ron Dane. Because I remember Ron Dane, at the time, was the number one rusher all time in NCAA history. It would just be Pumphrey, Donnell Pumphrey this year from San Diego State broke his record. And I was like, I got, I got to look up these stats. So I looked up Ron Dane's stats. See, I, that's what I love about, you know, I love rock. that He gets me going. And he, we were talking about running backs, you know, with the premium. Now, this is the thing. So I looked up this past year's leading rushers. Number one was Kareem Hunt, the rookie out of Toledo. He was the 86th pick in last year's draft. Le'Veon Bell, number three, was picked 48th in the draft in 2013. Number four, LaShawn McCoy, was in 2009 the 53rd pick in the second round. So Le'Veon Bell and LaShawn McCoy were both second-round back, uh, draft picks. Then Jordan Howard, who I love, started UAB, program went under, now it's back again. Then he went to Indiana. He was number six. He, he was the 150th pick in the 2016 draft, round five. This is the number six rusher in the NFL last year. And Alvin Kamara last year was the round three, 67th pick in the draft. He was the AP NFL Offensive Player of the Year last year. Now, hey, Listen, I understand he's concerned about Saquon Barkley. He doesn't want a repeat of Ron Dane, who ran for a total of 3,722 yards in his whole career. This guy who had over 6,500 in his freaking college career. 28 rushing touchdowns, all told. So he played 16, all 16 games. Didn't start all the games in his first three years. Went from 770 yards, five touchdowns first year, down to 690, seven touchdowns his second year, 428, three touchdowns. Then he missed the season, which I can't find any, he injured or something. And then he came back his last year with the Giants, 179 yards and a touchdown, average between 3.4, 3.8 yards, which is shit. But then in his last year in 2007, he rushes for a career high, 773 yards and six touchdowns for the Texans and averages four yards per carry. Now, this is the thing, 11th pick of the draft, he was going to be thunder and lightning with uh, Dane's power and uh, Tiki Barber. Well, they went to the Super Bowl where they lost to the Ravens, which they talked about that there might have been some money exchanging cans and the quarterback, the kid at uh, Kerry Collins, might have taken some money. That was the rumor back then that he threw the game because they were, what was it, 7 7 and 1? They, they both returned uh, kick, kickoffs against each other? Both teams returned a kickoff for a touchdown? Yeah, that was that was one of the worst Super Bowls I ever saw. Well, this was the thing. Tiki Barber, I mean, uh, Ron Dane, his, his, his uh, 
carries diminished because Jim Fossil got, he, he, Dane would lose weight. He liked Dane's halfback running style and tried to make him a goal line back. Now, after he's filed, he fired, uh, Dane shed 40 pounds and received a second chance under new head coach Tom Coughlin. So a minimal playing time during 2004 regular season. They didn't attempt to resign him. Later signed a one-year deal with the Broncos. He was re-signed in the 2000 uh, offseason, named a starter, but fell on the depth chart as the preseason went long. Cut in September. Then he was picked up by the following day by the Texans. So two years with the Texans. He rushed for over 11. And then he was done. But that was the thing that I found interesting. And I, this is what I found interesting. So Donnell Pumphrey is now the all-time leading rusher. You know, 115 yards in uh, the against Houston in the Las Vegas Bowl. So he had a 6,405 yards over his four-year career. No player in major college football has more yards. But this is where it gets interesting. And this is bullshit. Off, uh, you know, now they have a lot of bowls. But it means that anything anyone did in a bowl game or a conference title game before 2002 doesn't count. So before 2002, doesn't count. Now, this is the thing. Ron Dane ran for 6,397 yards, which means he finished eight yards behind Pumphrey. Now, but Ron Dane actually ran for 7,125 yards, but 720 of those yards don't count because it came in postseason play, which instead of Dane being ahead of Pumphrey by 720 yards, he's eight yards behind. And Tony Dorsett, with 6,082 yards, actually had 6,526 so he was actually, so that's interesting. But Pumphrey ran for 528 bowl and conference title yards in his career. Those yards count, but Danes don't. That's a 1,248 swing and aggregate. Can you believe that shit? So before 2002, it doesn't count. 728 yards in bowl games for Ron Dane. That is an impressive goddamn number. And freaking, and Tony Dorsett had almost 500 yards more in, in, in bowl games. I mean, what the? Can you believe that was held out? So that's what Rock got me going. It got me like, oh, and I was like, that's ridiculous. So I guess the answer to your question, Rock, is that you can get a good running back. I don't know if you necessarily have to get a guy early, but Gettleman, the GM Dave Gettleman, is talking like Saquon Barkley is going to be the greatest thing since sliced. He's going to, you might as well fit him for a jacket for Canton right now, which is, you know, a guy's even played, uh, hasn't even had a carry in preseason yet. A lot of expectations on him. Oh, and I, I read this about, thanks, Tony Pipitone, this is NBC6 in South Florida. You know George Zimmerman, the guy who killed that kid, Trayvon Martin? This is what, uh, according to a police report, he said, I know how to handle people who fuck with me. I have since February of 2012. That's the month he killed Trayvon Martin. So I'm thinking, somebody needs to go over to George Zimmerman's house and just beat the living shit out of him. And I'll tell you, you put that on pay-per-view, people will pay top fucking dollar for that shit. Because to say something deplorable like that, Especially after you killed a teenager, you know people have children and all that, and to think that was and and then be the, that arrogant about it. When I read that, I was just disgusted. I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Some of these people are complete fucking assholes. Now this this cracked me up from the Athletic. They had a story today. They, they said the Ichiro was unfamiliar with with Tom Brady as 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 recently as last year. One morning, spring training, two thousand seventeen. He was in a coach's room looking at his cell phone text messages. He told the coaches about one message he received from a number. He didn't recognize the guy said he'd got an Etro's number from Al Arod and that he wanted to come meet him and study his stretching system. What's the guy's name? One of the coaches said, uh, he said, some guy named Tom Brady. Who the fuck is Tom Brady? <laughs> because they were saying, they said, somebody thought it's a, it's a, it's a pretty solid, 
prank, but they said, you know, that he couldn't know who he was. Now, I'm thinking, I thought this was from a while back, 2017, he didn't know Tom Brady was. Now, I've heard he's very regimented in what he does and everything, but in today's sports culture, I mean, I, maybe Etro doesn't watch football and whatever, but I thought, wow, really? Really? I, I guess. And congratulations, Chris Paul. Finally, you make your first conference finals ever in your career. I would love you to beat the Warriors and take it from there. I'd be very happy. Oh, and, and the Mets batted out of order in the first inning Wednesday against the runner and lost the runner in scoring position. The lineup card said the first base coach, Ruben Amaro Jr., handed to the umpires before the first pitch, had uh, Cabrera as uh, as Drupal, Cabrera second, and Wilmer Flores third. But the version the Mets released publicly and the version they followed in the first inning had Flores second and Cabrera third. And Jim Ruggleman... Hey, when Flores stepped to the plate, they said nothing. Flores struck out swinging. When Cabrera stepped to the plate, the Reds still said nothing. Cabrera blooped the double down the left field line. That's when they brought the inaccurate order to the attention of home plate umpire Gabe Morales, who charged the Mets with an out, ending the inning and leading to official scoring chaos. So Cabrera's double was uh, charged to, to a put out the catcher, Tony Cruz, then changed back to a double, then changed to nothing at all, leaving Cabrera 0 for 0 with no official at bat. Cleaner pitter Jay Bruce, who had nothing to do with anything. Other than seven of the plate after Cabrera was charged with the penalty for batting out of order, the put out to the catcher. Number five hitter Adrian Gonzalez led off the second inning and singled. After batting out of order, they had to stick with the lineup. The umpires received pregame. Cabrera second, Flores third. And Mickey Callaway checked with Morales before their spots came up again to make sure. And they ended up losing in extra innings. Oh, wonderful. Adam Duvall's 10th inning home run against A.J. Ramos. Uh, two and loss. They dropped two or three, the worst team in the National League, and scored three runs in their final 23 innings against the Reds, who started that stretch with the worst team ERA in baseball. And wasted another performance by a starter, Zach Wheeler. Six innings, one run, struck out seven, four hits, three walks. At one point, he struck, uh, retired 12 straight batters. Mets run scored in the throw, and Brendan Nemo tripled and scored on Cabrera's ground at the first. Unbelievable. So now the Mets, after an 11 1 start, are now 18 and 17. Do the math, they're 17 and 7 and 16 the last 23. And lost 2 to 3 to the Reds, who are now 10 and 27. Yankees are 16 and 1 in the last 17. They won last night. Freaking Severino did not get the win. Got a no decision with 11 freaking strikeouts. And, and Giancarlo Stanton. Two home runs, first two at-bats. I said on yesterday's show that he was going to get hot. I felt he was going to get hot. Yankees freaking 16-1 their last 17. How about that? Un-fucking-believable how well they're playing. I, I, you know, I was going to try to be Wonder Bread today. I was going to be try to be very non-controversial. But I told, uh, you know what? I still, that DJ Khalid, Khalid, whatever his name is, that he won't go down on girls. Listen, I, listen, I, I can't be that guy. I have to be the guy that I have to please my please my partner. I am all about I am all about pleasing my partner. If you got it, you if you're going to get something from them, you have to give something back. It just that's the only way a relationship will work. And if they want to get if they want to get freaky with you, you got to get freaky right back with them. Whatever whatever they give you, you got to get you get you got to give it right back. You cannot be passive. And that's what I am with JD Talking Sports. I can't be passive. I have to let it all out. I'm a peacock. I have to fly. I am a peacock. I have to freaking fly. I really do. I really do. Yeah, I had a lot of, oh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I have to fly. I, I have so much inside of me that has to come out. That's why I love doing this. That's why I love doing JD Talkers. Hey, and please rate me on iTunes. Get back to me. Tell me what you think. 
I would love. Oh, and Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted three is is uh being shot around can can right now. It's going to be called Bill and Ted Face the Music. Twenty nine years. Hey, listen, if Cobra Kai can come back, Bill and Ted Face the Music can come back. Yeah, unbelievable, unfreaking believable. I love it. 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 Yeah. And LeBron is going on the next round. I'm very excited about that. Dwayne Casey says his key still works, so he's gonna he said he still has the job with the with the Raptors. I guess that's not gonna go anywhere, which is good. You know, I don't I don't want him going anywhere. I think I think he's gotta give him another shot. And I was reading what what was I reading about last year? Okay, so Eli, this is interesting that Eli last year had one of the best red zone seasons of his career. Nearly 70% of the time his passes are out in under 2.5 seconds, which according to Pro Football Focus is a good 10% better than the rest of the NFL. And Manning had 43 drop passes on catchable balls last year. Big Ben had 28, Drew Brees had 20, and Carson Wentz had 21. 43 dropped catchable passes. So Rock, don't get upset. And then Rock was saying, we can't afford it. Let's go to the Jets-Giants preseason. I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? That isn't even football. That's preseason shit. Listen, you polish a turd, it's still a fucking turd. I'm not going to go sit. That is terrible, and tickets are not cheap. It's like $75, $100 for freaking preseason football and shitty preseason. I went to watch Hackenberg. We even My friends left, so I had to go. I didn't even get to watch the best part of the game, but the first three quarters were unwatchable, and it was it was like freaking Africa hot there. I can say that because I'm Jewish, but it was Africa hot there. It was hot. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was Jewish person. I said it was Egypt hot there because, you know, I was my, my people were kept as slaves in Egypt. So I can say that. It was Egypt hot there. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Rock. I didn't mean that reference. Please don't hold it against me. Please, please, please don't hold it against me. <laughs> sorry. And you know, that's what they're... T- also, I was reading this from Andy Benoit that the more original play calling script and increased presence in the backfield will put the team, at least offensively, on the same boat as other upper-tier franchises with legitimate, you know, making the playoff, legitimate chance of making the playoff. And that's why they got him. I think it's going to be a good idea. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, listen, I think, he, I think, I think Saquon Barkley, if he turns out to be the real deal, that's good. And they were talking about how to Rashad Penny... I thought Rashad Penny broke the record of Donald Pumphrey. Oh, wait, yeah, Rashad Penny. Oh, no, Donald Pumphrey. Rashad, Pe- Pe- Rashad Penny had one of the best years, was also at a single state. He went to Seattle this year, but they feel, uh, Andy Bernard feels that he's outstanding as an outlet receiver in scramble situation, and with new coordinator Brian Schottenheimer, who I think fucking sucks, you know, might make uh, a nice way for making defenses pay for chasing Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, th- I thought, what did Rashad Penny do in college? I thought Rashad Penny broke the record, but I guess I was wrong. Rashad Penny. Rashad. No, no, he couldn't have because he backed up all that time. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, last year he set the record. Yeah, last year, 2,248 rushing cards, 23 touchdowns last year. Finished fifth in the Heisman. He took over for... Pumphrey, who was broke the record, but Penny had a hell of a season. So I think he's going to be a very good player for the Seahawks. Yeah, 
I, I think he's going to be the real deal. I'm excited. I'm excited. And I was wrong. No team in NBA history has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit at best of seven series. But Portland gave Dallas a scare in 2003, forcing a game seven after the Mavericks up 3-0. But they actually came back and they sent it to seven games. But there's never been an NBA team that has come back from a 3-0 deficit. Never happened. And LeBron's only averaging 34.3 points per game, 9.4 rebounds, and 9 assists per game in the playoffs. Two game winners at the buzzer, four 40-point games while amassing a player efficiency rating of 35.6, his highest since 2009. And what may be the final season, you know, with the Cavs, it might be. And Al Horford of the Celtics is 1-15 all-time in the playoffs against LeBron. 1-15. This will be the 12th consecutive season that an Eastern Conference champion either features James on the roster or toppled James to get there. The last team to reach the NBA Finals without either... Uh, employing James or eliminating him was Miami in 2005-2006. How about that? Is that pretty kind of crazy, huh? So Miami, in its most successful stretch as a franchise, won a road game in 19 consecutive playoff series to establish an NBA record. Golden State is up to 17 series in a row after winning Sunday's game for New Orleans. How about that? 19 straight consecutive playoff series to win a road game. So that means, you know, hey, that means you... You seize back home, home court event. But that's that's a pretty impressive stat, huh? I thought so. And Matt Harvey is now a red. I'm, I'm dying to see how he's going to do the first game. And they exchange for catcher Devin uh, Mezzarocco and Cash. So Mezzarocco signed a four-year, $28 million contract. Actually, his best year was, yeah, I was reading some stats on him. And he had his best year. He signed a four-year, $20 million contract, and his stat line since then has been shit. He had a 25 home run, 80 RBI his rookie year, and then got signed a big contract, and since then he's been hurt. Oh, he had hip surgery, all that kind of stuff, hip injury. And, hey, but the Mets have no catching, so they need to bring a guy in. And Matt Harvey was playing like shit. The problem is, what I don't think the nightlife in Cincinnati is going to be up to his point. Actually, you know, I did go... Downtown, when I went, when I was in college, we went to a Cincinnati-Cleveland Monday night game at Cincinnati. It was the year after Cincy lost Super Bowl to the 49ers. And there was a, a cool downtown bar scene. So I think he'll do all right. You know, he's still, he's still the, in his mind, he's still a dark knight. And how about this? Rick Trotter, the former public, the former PA public address announcer for the Memphis Grizzlies, was sentenced to two months in jail after pleading guilty to four misdemeanor counts of photographing people without their consent. He was caught photographing up women's skirts at a church. He'll be on probation for four years and has to register as a nonviolent sex offender. He's 41, was arrested in August 2016 when he was caught kneeling behind a woman while using his cell phone to take a video upper skirt during his time as a worship leader at the church. Four women who said they were filmed by Trotter confirmed their identities in videos police found on a computer provided to him by the church and try your letter admitted to videotaping the women in a written statement to police. So the dipshit was the, I'm sorry, was the worship leader and then put the videos on a computer provided to him by the church. So it was the church's property. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. He was the PA announcer from 2006 to 2016. I I didn't even know what to say to that. I When I read that, I said, I, I just, speechless. 
Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, so, oh, so I was talking about Devin uh, Maserato. 2014, he was an all-star, finished 21st in the MVP balloting. When age of 26, you know, he was, so he hit 273, 25 home runs, 80 RBIs. That was one year after he and Frazier and Jay Bruce helped the Reds to win their last winning record, 90-72, with Dusty Baker as manager and an NL play-in game, play game loss to the Pirates. Well, and then from there... Oh, and then there was one point where the Mets were thinking about swapping Harvey for Mookie Betts. They would take more. Yeah, that. Thank God the Red Sox didn't go through that stupid thing. So in 2015, uh, Mesoraco ended played on 23 games because he needed hip surgery. 2016, 16 games, torn labrum in his left shoulder. In 2017, he was hit by a pitch in the left foot, ending his season after 56 games. So in 14, he signed a four-year, $20 million contract. 13 million left, which will be paid in full by the Reds. So in those, so so far in the four-year contract, he's played 113 games total, seven home runs, 20 RBIs, a slash line of 197 batting average, 291 on base percentage, and 318 slugging, which is shit, shit, and more shit. But hey, assistant GM JP Ricciardi says when he's healthy, he's still a productive player. Wasn't that like back in 2014? So he hasn't been healthy since. So I, I don't know what... You're talking about a guy who was 26 at the time. So when I read that, I'm like, I don't even know how to... I don't even know how to respond to that. I feel like, okay, what he was and what he is are two different things. All right. Let's see how this works out with the Mets. Not Right now, not so good. Because the Mets are playing like shit on a... Oh, and Rodney Hood apologized to GM Kobe Altman on Tuesday saying he feels awful, you know, you should have went to the game, and he plans to apologize to his teammates and coaching staff. My bad, guys. My freaking bad. My bad. And Mark Ingram suspended for four games for violating the NFL performance for uh, taking PEDs. That's what they said before. And he was going to, he wanted to, uh, he wanted to appeal, which they didn't accept today. He's 28, missed games against the Bucks, the Browns, the Falcons, and the Giants. He'll be able to return on Monday, October 1st. He can play in all off-season practices and preseason games. But this is the thing. He says a base salary of $4 million this year. Finally, over his contract, Phil forfeit nearly a million and possibly more in bonus money. Now, he wanted an extension before the season kicked off. Now, you got Alvin Kamara, who is going to be you know coming off the Offensive Rookie of the Year. They became the first backfield teammates to each surpass 1,500 yards from scrimmage. And he grabbed last year. Career high, eleven hundred twenty-four yards, twelve touchdowns, caught fifty-eight passes for fifty-eight passes for four sixteen. I'll tell you, not the thing you want to do when you want a new uh, contract. And when Kamara's only making six hundred thirty-five thousand, not good, not good at all. And he's been playing better, but he didn't start off that great. Ingram, not good. Now they also have uh, they have they don't have a lot of more behind Kamara. They have backup Jonathan Williams on the roster. They just drafted Louisiana Tech's Boston Scott. Who is like a Darren's little little guy? What is he like five? Yeah, five seven, five eight, five nine. Yeah, so it's interesting. So he has been suspended four games. So is Vontez Perfect, Thomas Davis, 
uh, Corey Leggett from uh, the Chargers and Oakland Raiders offensive lineman uh, Vidal Alexander and Mark Sanchez was added to the list. I don't know why he was even put at the bottom. Yeah, and I read an interesting thing about yeah. Well, I wanted to where, where was the thing I wanted to see? Yeah, Mark Ingram, not good. Yeah, that, that's not gonna. That's not. That is not good. Yeah, Fonsai, 5'7". So I look up Scott's stats at, he ran for over 1,000 yards last year. Uh, Boston's got for La Tech. Uh, eight touchdowns, one receiving, double rushing from 2016. Darren Spro- Sproles, part two, I wrote down. I was like, part deux, part deux. And we're, you know, Bill Torrey, he was the architect of the Islanders. And he always wore a bow tie. And, and he actually... The team hoisted his banner at the top of Nassau Coliseum. It read Tory at the top and the architect at the bottom. To the banner was adorned with the, you know, he had his signature bow tie. He said, my grandfather didn't like to wear ties. And when he did, he wore bow ties. He had told the Suns uh, Sentinel of Fort Lauderdale, Florida in 95. I remember asking him once why he wore a bow tie. And he said, when I don't have to wear it, I can fold it up in my pocket. And he said, I could do the same thing. I thought was, I like that. I thought that was pretty cool. They won four, four straight Stanley Cups. And some players still live there. And so something interesting I read here too. Most successful coaches in this, you know, in New York, they were talking about how David Fisdale, Red Holtzman's Knicks, Super Bowl Giants, Joe Torres Yankees, the Pat Riley. I would put the Pat Riley, Jeff Van Gundy Knicks. More Pat Riley. They were proud, confident, tenacious. They were also team-oriented, smarter, ruthless defenders. I like to ask Lithuanian Laser. That's what, so that's what they're talking about, you know, Fisdale. He uh, said, how many times do you get to cha- coach at the Garden? He goes, it's a once-in-a-lifetime deal. I love challenges and I love history. I love trying to make history. And one of the, when, uh, <laughs> when he was, one, one guy walked by the Garden, he goes, you're going to need it. He goes, you're going to need it. He goes, good luck. You're going to need it. I'll tell you, they are not. Ooh, and Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is eligible for a new contract after the season. And the Cowboy says he'll get what he deserves. All right. We'll see. Yeah. We shall see. Now this, I thought this was, now, uh, Roquan Smith, the rookie for the Bears, was assigned a team issued iPad. And listen, 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 what was in his car? Team issued iPad was stolen. Georgia Bulldogs national championship jersey were among several items taken. The theft. He reported the theft Saturday morning. Said he believed items were taken from his 2018 BMW X5 outside the Mark Athens apartment complex between 5 and 11:30 Saturday, 5 p.m. Friday and 11:30. A.M. Saturday. No sign of forced entry. No sign of forced entry. And police have no suspects. He's supposed to attend rookie money minicamp at Hollis Hall starting Friday. So the jerseys from last year's national championship game and the Rose Bowl were stolen. His 2017 regular season helmet and jersey. His University of Georgia Athlete of the Year trophy. A Michael Kors watch and, and, and I don't know what this is. Kyobi, Kyobi watch. Costa gla- sunglasses, I don't know what those are. Nike shoes, four pairs of Bose headphones, I guess you need. And a Bose Bluetooth speaker. Okay, so he said, uh, an officer reported to the scene at about 11.46 a.m. Saturday, and he was certain that he locked the doors because that is his usual habit. However, Smith said it was possible when he accompanied a friend to a vehicle parked nearby at 2.30 a.m. Saturday, he might have accidentally unlocked his car, maybe. You think? They think his jerseys are worth up to forty thousand apiece due to Mr. Smith's cloud as a UGA, UGA and soon in the NFL. They're priceless, to him. Okay. 
And a woman who identified herself as Smith's aunt made a plea on Twitter for him. But, dude, you know, I'm thinking all this shit was, maybe he was moving and he stuffed in the car. I would think those places, those things would be in a safer place. And somebody saw, somebody opened up that car and was like, oh my God, I got the gold mine. I hit the mother load. When I read all that stuff, I was like, dude. And, and I, Kurt Warner talked about making a comeback with the team, but then they drafted. He wouldn't say, I love when they do that shit. Like, oh, you know, I was thinking about making a comeback, but they ended up drafting. But I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm, I'm going to keep it anonymous. I'm not going to tell who I was go, who, what the team I was going after or anything. But this is what I was thinking about doing. I hate that shit. I really do. It drives me nuts. Yeah. And uh, Gumbo Chef gave me, we got, made up a new series, an idea for a series we want to do. And uh, I'm going to keep it quiet right now. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep that under wraps. And I read all this stuff by Annie Benoit, and he said something very interesting about, yeah, I can't believe, yeah, that, that Ron Dane shit pisses me off. Pisses me off. About Ryan Shazier, Annie Benoit. So he went team by team for the 2014 draft and who made good, basically said the Jets was a complete bust because the only guy, Quincy Inunua was the only guy from that team who's still in the team. But Ryan Shazier was not necessarily the game's best linebacker at the time of his injury, but he was certainly one of the most dynamic. He had, you know, he, this is the thing. They said that with an injury, he suffered on the type of reckless tackle that helped get him drafted in the first round. So that's when you play with reckless abandon. You know, when I read that, I was like, well, you know what? I mean, it happens all the time. You know, sometimes you're in the middle. And listen, I know that th- that's how the guys draft. They just go in a lot. Of, a lot of these guys go in head first, and that's the way they play. And sometimes, you know, it's a free thing. You could go in head first all the time and nothing happened. There were guys who played in the past that went in head with the head first tackles all the time and nothing ever happened to him. It was a freak play. He hit at a weird angle and that's what happened. But I'm, I love that the Steelers decided to pay his salary this year. I thought that was really cool. All right. I just realized, I looked at the time and I got to get freaking, I got to get to, uh, I got to get to work. So I wanted to do a show. I wanted to get some of this stuff off my chest. My phone's going crazy. Oh, no. No, 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 no. My phone just died. All right. You know what? Sorry, folks. There's no shaft music. My phone just went completely dead. We're going to let it be. Okay, last last show's trivia question. Oh, you know what? I can't, I can't do it like this. I can't. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It does not feel right. Oh, it just doesn't feel right. Oh, my God. I... I you know what? When JD doesn't get enough sleep, bad things happen. Hey, listen, I got the show done. I knew I was going to get home too late tonight, and I can't put my password in. Yankees tonight. We'll see how that works out. I know, totally unprofessional. But I'll tell you, I need my music. Or if I don't want my music, I, f- I feel lost. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Computer. Stupid freaking... Okay, come on, here we go. And we're back. Ah, okay. Last show's trivia question. Eight Major League Baseball players in the history in history of Major League Baseball struck out six times in the game. Who was the last to do it? Jeff Jenkins of the Brewers in 2004. Tonight's trivia question... Today, it's, it's afternoon. 3, 4.13 to be exact. What... Who has the most strikeouts all time in March and April 
in Major League Baseball history. Who has the most strikeouts in March and April combined all time? I'll tell you, they were showing all these questions, and I'm sorry I went all over there. Now, the Mets loss, I said they're 7-16, their last, their last 23, and the and the Yankees are playing tonight. I want to see who's pitching, because these are things I want to know. No, the, the Golden State's playing tonight, too. Oh, yeah, and next 30, hey, they're saying that the contract will be done with Aaron Rodgers in the near future. Oh, and now Raquan Smith, most of stolen items have been recovered. Said all, except his Bears issued iPad. So everything was a turn except his Bear issued iPad. How about that? Wow. How about that? Good going. Next time, don't keep all that shit. So, wow. This regular season, Rose Bowl National Championship game were among the items taken. Wow. And they found the individual, huh? Well, well, that's the thing too. The guy who had the shit, how, where's he going to return it? Where's he? What's it? How's he going to uh, pedal that stuff off? Everybody wants his shit. So yeah, Yankees, Red Sox tonight, and we got pitching tonight. Tanaka versus Porcello. Porcello five and zero, two fourteen. Tanaka four and two. But both Yankees, Red Sox, both twenty five and ten. Wow, awesome! All right, folks, have a great day. I will talk to you soon. Peace out.